I, I had a radio show for probably good five years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This isn't my first BBQ. Awesome. All right. All right. I'll do the intro and introduce everyone and then we'll get into it. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Cigar Guys. We are here with Mark Nikolai. Wait. Zach. Whoa, so we whoa. found Zach. Zach's back after three long weeks. He's finally back with us from Kansas or whatever. And so then, is it Mark or is it? <laughs> that's Zach. <laughs> okay. So we've got uh, Jared as well, hey, who hasn't missed an episode, surprisingly. And then we've got some special guests with us. We've got Scott from Hefe. And we also have Tim joining us here, who's from the Down Under. How you doing? Welcome, Hello. welcome. Good day, mate. How you Hello, doing, mate? Good, good, good. So Scott is here. We're going to talk about his brand, Hefe Cigars. Uh, these were actually one of the first guys that we met when our intro when we started getting into the cigar industry. Uh, we met uh, Sergio, who's not here with us, but uh, they have a great cigar. They've got uh, well, we'll let them more talk about it. So uh, introduce yourselves. Talk a little bit about yourselves. Ooh, that is spicy. Uh, my name's Scott. I have the I'm one of the founding partners of Hefe Cigars. <clears throat> Sergio, like he said, is not here tonight. We do have our talking head, our, our mate from Australia here. Um, he's actually the new spokesperson for Hefe. Mm -hmm. Brand new. He hasn't done a, 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 a this will be the first event that he's. <laughs> so this is at. like his test run. This being is a, a test mascot. run. So if he does really well, then we'll, you know, we'll graduate him to. So I have no idea as to why they got an Australian to talk about Nicaraguan cigars. <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of Albanians. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, th th this interview is going great so far. <laughs> <laughs> However, this will be very interesting. That's right. You look very calm today, Tim. What's going on? You need, you need, you need some more McAllen, man. Open up. <laughs> I'll get there. We yeah. had one espresso martini before we got here. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. a problem. All right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about Hefe and their cigar brand. I, I actually... Uh, so this is the number one. We'll talk about this one first. Your first cigar, correct? This is the first one. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, well, before that, you know, how did you guys get into starting your own cigar brand? How did you get into the industry? You know, walk us through like the beginning steps of that. Sure. So, you know, Sergio and I, for me, it was passion in the beginning. I've always had a huge passionate, uh, you know, just leisure time cigars always wanted to try different cigars always had connections to get cuban cigars and um never really got into dissecting you know the 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 heritage of you know the foundation where they where they grow them how they make them i just enjoyed smoking them um and then a few years ago uh sergio and i were talking i said you know i introduced him to Cuban cigars was his first experience. We went to Cuba three years ago and he never had a cigar before. And <clears throat> it was the funniest thing because we get there and the, uh, the people who we, we rented the house from, he had a connection to, to get some bohikis. Mm. So I said, you know, if you have that connection, why don't you get a box and bring them in? And we had a, about nine people with us and half of them, it was, you know, it was a couple husband and wife deal. And I gave him a bihiki and he had one. He started choking on it about halfway through, <laughs> started drinking a little bit more. And he started to really enjoy the cigar after 
you got through that green phase, you know what I mean? So, um, we're there for a good seven days. And by the third day, he's smoking three or four a day. And he (laughs) was just absolutely hooked at that point. And we started just kind of brainstorming. For me, I just always wanted to have some kind of, some kind of interest owning a business in the cigar world. And I said, you know, why don't we start up just a online cigar thing and just see where it goes. So we developed this brand called Gar Up. And that was like the infant stages of getting into the cigar place, the cigar world. And uh, Gar Up was, um, didn't really go anywhere. You know, we, we created the website and had a thousand different brands on there. And by the time the, the website was finished, there's so many brands and so much content. You know, how do you market that? How do you get it out there? And we just, it, we really never, it never took any, any hold of anything. We never went anywhere. So we just said, so you know was what? that like a, a retail shop for a bunch of other brands that already existed? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It was like a, a, a Corona on steroids, you know, but, uh, I mean, Corona has a shitload of cigars, mm-hmm. but, um, my web, my web guy is, you know, what he did is he researched for like three months and just the very descriptive layout of every single cigar that he could find. And he just put it in the website. And I said, at that point, you know, if, if, if we can't make any money in the first year, then, you know, we got to start thinking maybe a little bit, dig a little bit deeper into the, into the cigar world. Um, and you know, so it was, a, it was a good experience to get all of those brands and you start to learn a lot about the different regions on where these things are grown, how they're grown, how they're fermented, how they're rolled. And about a year into it, uh, we didn't have any sales. So, you know, we were like, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, you know, we can, we can smoke a lot of cigars and just sit here and, and, and just brainstorm and see where it's going to go. Or we can try to make some connections on the, on the people who are actually involved in growing them and rolling them and developing our own blend. And so from Gar Up, it kind of went into um, finding our own blender. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of time into that in the beginning. Um, and one of the blenders that we ran into were you, you guys are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got a bunch of samples for them and did a bunch of, you know, uh, taste tests with about 30 people, had some scotch gatherings and a bunch of cigars. And we really weren't feeling it too much. I don't know. It was just something about what we were smoking. They were good cigars, but we wanted something that was just very unique and somebody that could blend something that nobody else has. And, um, one of the, one of the ladies at the Corona said, Hey, you know, I've, I know a really good blender if I can introduce you to him, but there's a price for that. And I said, okay, well, what's the price? She goes, well, if I introduce you to him and you guys are going to hit it off, then I get a lifetime of uh, supply of cigars. <laughs> and at the time I'm like, okay, deal done. And I didn't know that she was going to hold me to it. To the, I mean, ultimately she, she still every, every month I put a box of cigars in her locker. At the crime. Uh, one box is not too bad. Yeah. One box, yeah. Uh, and maybe it's not every month, but you know, every 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 two to three months, she'll always remind me, hey, my my inventory's running low. So she introduced us to Z. And you know, I, I've never met Z before, and he's a very uh charismatic Cuban that is very passionate about his trade. He's been doing it for 12 to 13 years. He's fourth generation, um, you know, farm farming, Cuban farmer. Uh, tobacco related, you know, whatever, everything from his, from his family to Cuba, he was one of the first ones to come here and actually get on the little boat and, and float across and and land here 
and made a huge name for himself. Mm -hmm. uh, it took a while to do, but he's a hustler and he's really good at his craft. So um, after meeting with him about three or four times, he said, you know, I can blend you guys your first cigar. And I don't do this for anybody. You know, that we have, uh, have a select few people that I'll do it. But you live a mile away. You seem like a good guy. I know that you're really passionate about what you do. So, you know, I, I just want to align myself with somebody that I think might have the potential to bring more volume because he's in the volume game. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he does really well for himself with, with the brands that he blends for uh, and his own, you know, proprietary line. So should I even mention, you know, the Cordoba? Cordoba yeah, we've smoked their cigars and, and stuff. They, yeah, yeah, they've got good stuff. So, he, you know, as a blender, he's made a good name and, and he knows how to roll and he knows how to uh, present his cigar in a way that's always different from anybody else. So when he told me that he had a number one that he could blend for us, he, you know, we, he started profiling. What are you looking for in a cigar? And I said, well, for me, you know, I don't you know, I don't like them the gauge too big. I don't like them too small. I do like them a little spicy, but they have to smooth out and, and I want it in a transition about every inch, inch and a half to get something different, you know, so we can pair it with coffee or whiskey or wine, or if it's the first, you know, the first light of the day, um, you know, so, you know, after profiling us for a, a couple of weeks, he said, I think I have the perfect one that I can blend for you guys. And that was the birth of the number one. And it's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrap and it is deceivingly spicy and it really kicks off with a lot of pepper when you first light it. And then it smooths out after about an inch. And then it kind of transitions into some caramel, some coffee. Um, and it's kind of like, like the, uh, the, the great, the great show guys, the great smoke. Yeah. Show. Yeah, great, yeah. 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 Like so smokes. when they, when they, when they smoked their first number one, he was like, you know, this isn't a cigar. This is a journey, you mm -hmm. know, and Z's done such a great job on blending this thing. So we started out with that one and we kicked it off with, uh, with the number one and, and, and got a massive inventory of those and moved them rather quickly. We were, we did not expect to get them in so many stores at one time. Like within two months, we had probably 30 stores. And then we started talking, getting to know Z better. He's really liking the volume that's coming in. And um, at that point, we're like, you know, at some point we have to have a number two and a number three. So, you know, as a business guy, I just kind of always look ahead six months to a year on what, what, what can we develop now to put out next? Yeah, of course. And that's what, that's what you're smoking over there, Zach, is yep. that, that number two, the yeah, number sounds, two blend. Yeah. So how would you describe the profiles on this one? Uh, so that one's a true African Cameroon wrap, and you don't find those very often where it's an actual Cameroon. And uh, that one's actually more of a medium, uh, a mild to medium body, where the number one's a medium to, to stronger. Um, but that one actually pairs really, really well with a, ca a coffee cappuccino and espresso martini. Um, it's a, it's a little earthy, but it has so many different flavors in there from hazelnut. Yeah. You got the espresso. <laughs> How are you enjoying it so far with that though? I mean, is I, it, is it complimenting what you're drinking? Yeah. So, uh, I had an espresso before, um, right before I lit it and I mm -hmm. think it would complement, you know, a coffee really well. I'm drinking yeah. Macallan right now and I, it is more of a mild to medium cigar. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but even with the Macallan, it's a great pairing together. You know, because the Macallan 12, it's a little mild too. So, you mm -hmm. know, very smooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, and that's a very like smooth, creamy, hazelnutty. Yeah. You know, it's, um, that's actually the number two have become our most popular sell. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a cigar shop in Jacksonville that moves at least 15 of those a month, 15 boxes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they absolutely crush it. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny because when we first started out, it's like, okay, how do we get these brands out there to where people are going to pay attention? Because it's obviously, as you know, the market's pretty saturated with cigars. So what's going to make you stand out with getting your brand out there and people understanding that, wow, you know, okay, I want to try those because number one, how do I, you know, by association, we started to post a lot of really hot, sexy women smoking cigars. And, that's that's it yeah and game shipping, over. yeah and <laughs> shipping sells, yeah. and shipping the jefes to you know to to the uh the hotties out there that are that have big followings and they started actually really liking and enjoying the cigar where they were reposting and tagging us and we literally went from zero to like three thousand followers in two months mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah, yeah it's better too if if they actually genuinely like the cigar they do yeah. they want to post it more instead of like okay i'll do the post because i have to and then you know right. kind of forget about it Yep. So that's a great thing. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, we were kind of looking for that that genuine interest, you know, not just somebody looking to get paid on a, you know, a sponsored ad type thing, which they all do. But surprisingly, they were like, you know, we really enjoy these cigars, you know, send some more and they'll, you know, they just start giving them out to cigar store owners. And all of a sudden we're getting DMs all the time on, we're like in seven states now and uh, even Hawaii and England we've, that's sh- awesome. we've shipped to. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, with the help of social media and exploiting the, you know, the up and coming, very, very sophisticated, hot female cigar. Yeah. Smoker. Let's not use the word exploiting. You know, that yeah. just sounds mean. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I mean, it's the truth. Though. It, yeah. I mean, mutual know, benefit. Let's men, call it that. <laughs> men are dominantly smoking cigars, but in the past two to three years, women have really surfaced to be a driving force on really, you know, like just trying and smoking a lot more cigars. As yeah, you know, the influence of what we're smoking. Big time, you know, big time. So, you know, that that influence has really, I think, ignited a whole nother trend of cigar smoking to where it's not only just for men, gentlemen, executives, it's it's everyday life. It's going to the cigar lounge and having a having a scotch and having a cigar, you know, trying different varieties and and see, and enjoying what you're seeing, not just a bunch of dudes hanging out. Mm-hmm smoking cigars but yeah. you know it's every, everybody is just kind of like really mixing into the um the, the culture which I yeah love. and especially here in florida central florida we have a mm-hmm. lot of different cigar shops a lot of different crowds mm-hmm. you know a lot of mingling so i mean a lot of the cigar shops we go to and that you guys go to as well everyone's you know for the most part very nice everyone gets along mm-hmm. a lot of friendships are made i mean that's how we met basically Mm-hmm. And you know Tim, we drag him along, but you know. <laughs> I, I think the. I mean, obviously, I'm very new to this culture, um, but it is very inviting. You know, once you do meet people, they're pretty genuine. You know, um, they enjoy expensive drinks, but yeah. uh, you know, it, it is fine stuff. You know, I, I really enjoy it. old fashions, the whiskies. It's very new to me because in Australia, for instance, and we'd love to get cigars there, but. Due to a lot of government regulations, duties, taxes, things like that, uh, you know, it's very hard. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Uh, a packet of cigarettes in Australia will cost you $60. Six wow. zero? Six zero. Six zero. For 25 cigarettes. So that's how heavy they are on Wait, are tobacco. Wait, 25 in a pack and not 20, 20? 25 in a pack. Oh. Hmm. Um, that's kind of, yeah, you, literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get 20s as well. I mean, we have options, you know, but. Right. Um, what I'm saying is, yeah, just tobacco in general, it's very taboo. Uh, it's very hard to find like a, you know, a cigar lounge that we've been frequenting recently uh, mm-hmm. in Australia. Extremely difficult. So 
there are ways to do it. You know, you can do it by mail, but uh, it's something that definitely needs to be explored uh, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the perfect brand to do that is Hefe. For sure. I mean, actually, speaking from experience, uh, the one time that I was in Australia, uh, I was visiting my uncle over there and he was like, oh, yeah, I know you like smoking cigars. And he's like, oh, let's try and find some. He's not into cigars, so he didn't really know. And everywhere we go to all the bars, he's like, yeah, where can we get cigars? Where can we get cigars? And they're like, "Uh, we don't have them. Maybe this bar. But ultimately, we couldn't find any. So they don't have cigar lounges in Australia. No, not necessarily. There'll be a couple. I've been to There's a, a nice steakhouse downtown. I uh, haven't been there for a while, but down in Sydney, uh, Kingsley's, and they used to have a cigar sort of lounge underneath the restaurant, and you could go down there. However, like I said, you know, the government's pretty strict on smoking inside, so, yeah, I don't even know if they still have that. But, uh, I mean, cigar sales is one thing, and I think it's growing, especially with a lot of, you know, people barbecuing, you know, like your what you call barbecue, you know, like mm-hmm. smoking meat, things like that have really sort of taken off in the last 10, 15 years, I guess. Uh, I think cigars are going there too. Australians like to drink scotch. Um, American bourbons, you know, is not necessarily a big thing there. You know, you won't find your Basil Haydens and, and you know, different Yeah, of course. And every every region there. has their own, you know, whiskey selection that they like. Whether it's yeah, scotch, Australia, they've got like Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels, Daniels that's right. And there's no flavor, you know. There's no fireball. There's no honey flavor. You know, well, we do have the honey one, but yeah, we don't Are have the flavors that people in, do here. Uh, Australia? There would be old fashions, yeah, if you found them. Are they good old fashions? I've never had an old fashioned in Australia. They're down I, never had, I never had an old fashioned until I met Scott. There you go. And then met you guys. So, yeah. And now he's hooked on cigars and old fashions. And espresso martinis sometimes. Yeah. Mix it up. <laughs> it's all about friendships. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, ever since uh, we started smoking, you know, around 18 years old and what we've grown to now, uh, the cigar industry has changed, you know, drastically. And I think more people are starting to get into cigars uh, in America and even in Europe. You know, everywhere I go, I feel mm-hmm. like now I know someone that smokes a cigar or uh, I have a family member that started smoking that I could send cigars to. And it, the culture behind it is just amazing. Right. Um, you know, when I was in Kansas for three weeks, I visited cigar shops over there and I had the time of my life. Every cigar shop I went to, uh, they had they would bring out whiskey. They would, you know, sit me down. We talk for an hour, just relaxing. They showed me around the lounge because I told them I'm from Orlando. And right away, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, come on, sit down. And they're bringing out Kansas City whiskeys or, no, yeah. you know, and I, and I visited three or four cigar shops while I was there. And not one person was rude. The customers there were nice. The owners of the shops were nice. It was it, it's an amazing culture. And even in uh in Europe, I've noticed, like, especially in Albania, Kosovo, Switzerland, they uh stopped smoking hookah as much because you're, you're mm, you love have hookah. To, uh, inhale it. Well, yeah, you well, you have to inhale it, but you have to sit down, you have to, you know, stay in one spot for a it's long a time. It's a chore. Yeah, it's a chore. With cigars, you light your cigar, you can walk around, you know, uh, go to different bars outside, you mm-hmm. know, and everyone's having a good time. Even my cousins in Switzerland, you know, when we started BESA, uh, they they contact me like, hey, can you send us some? You know, cigars are getting big over here. You know, we could help you out. We could, you know, market it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I didn't even know they smoked cigars previously until Mark and I had gone to a wedding. And next thing you know, they start bringing out cigar boxes and they're just handing out cigars to everyone. I'm like, Oh my god, I love this! Yeah, like, that's, I have that's never tradition. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, tradition Having now. Babies yeah. and getting married, and people are handing out cigars. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that was a big American thing, and yeah. then, but now I'm starting to see it in Europe too, and it's it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever had a cigar is when some mate of mine has had a, a kid. And that was the only time in Australia that we go and get you cigars. You get a blue label and it says boy on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably the worst cigar you'll ever smoke, but, you know, it's still there. Yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't about that. It was yeah. about the celebrating. That's you know, right. The, the birth celebration of, of the life. Yeah, life. exactly. Yeah. That's right. The days. Good that's, ash. That's a nice here. ash you yeah. got there. If you can show that to the camera, Alex. I of don't course, know, you know, yeah. People yeah. don't realize that. Is that is a jefe. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the ash of a cigar, uh, it really says a lot about the structure of how it's made. So when it's when it's the structure is right and it's and it's rolled correctly, you'll get a long condensed ash that you can smoke all the way down. If as, as long as you don't knock it or vibrate it, it'll it'll stay all the way down to that red. Mm-hmm. But you know, and light it correctly. You know, you gotta Alex light it. You gotta really light it correctly. <laughs> I've yeah. become quite the professional with the ash. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, lighting is actually a very important thing. It's got to burn evenly. Yeah, you know, but some some cigars they burn they they burn wrong. They run. The uh, it gets flaky. The the ash is weak. That just means that it's full of filler and it's not a long leaf to where it's holding that structure together. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're pretty. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know the cigar, so you were right on the money about the flavor. So that first inch right there, a lot of spice, nothing mm-hmm. too overbearing, but it's definitely a more full body for yeah. you know a lighter cigar, a lighter wrapper. Uh, now it's calmed down a little bit. It's got a little bit more sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's exciting it to get really creamier around that area. Yeah, it's getting a little creamier. It's definitely uh, exciting to see like what happens as you start to smoke it all the way down. Mm-hmm. Really good cigar. I, this is actually probably one of my favorites, actually. Is it? Yeah. Because yeah. I like I like medium to full. So I love the flavor on number two, but I like a little more body to it. Right. So yeah, that's what you're I, get I do there. like this. Yeah. It's pretty complex. I For mean, Connecticut. For and like I like Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a Connecticut guy. So mm-hmm. if you can have a Connecticut that will actually impress a, me. It's a shocker. No, it is. Yeah. There's very few Connecticut's that I like, but yeah. this is definitely a good one. So you mentioned El Jefe 1, 2, and 3. Are there any more? Can you talk about that more? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the number two is such a, a big hit with, uh, with, with repeat business and people loving that Cameroon. Um, uh, not many people know this either, but people that smoke cigars know that a Lancero has more flavor and more full body than any other cigar out there. You know, people think that the bigger the cigar, the bigger the gauge, the better the cigar is, which is it's the complete opposite. So when you have a Lancero and it's wrapped in that Cameroon, it's probably 80% Cameroon wrapper. You're smoking pure Cameroon wrap with a, with a, with a filler of that long leaf Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, but the flavor is just, it's full all the way through to the end. So when you smoke that number three, we wanted something that's going to give, um, excitement to the cigar crowd that loves that you know like that 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 connoisseur cigar smoker and you'll know when you see somebody that's sophisticated smoking cigars they have a lancero you already know you already know that they've been around for a while and they're going to that because it's full of flavor yeah lanceros i say are still pretty underrated yeah in the industry they are but they're coming back strong actually in the mm-hmm. past six months i've seen the trends go yeah i mean we all love lanceros uh mainly because like you said the flavor is more there's more flavor there yeah and uh, and if you have a good Lancero and that small ring gauge, but you still get a good smoke output and a good draw, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Right. Yeah. And people aren't really accustomed to that smaller ring gauge when they're smoking cigars. They want something that's just, you know, they it's a little bigger. They put it in their mouth. It feels better. It feels um, more like traditional. Like yeah. Like traditional. Is. Exactly. And the Lancero is, is, is not that, but it does smoke better and taste better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 just the fact. But 
Um, so yeah, that's our, that's the number three. And then the number four, we wanted something that was going to be the complete opposite of that. So we went to a Habano four inch little Robusto and, uh, and that one, that one is just packed with flavor. I mean, it's a good 45 minute smoke. And the reason why we launched that one was because I was at the, uh, the Mika car event last year. And I don't know if you've met or heard of, you know, the guy that owns Oxford cigars. He's got this aluminum. Yeah. 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 Lucas, I know too. Yeah. Good dude. And, uh, yeah, Lucas. Yeah. And, uh, so he invited me to come out there and hang out for a couple of days and sell the Hefe cigars. And, uh, so I'm there and surprisingly just about every other person that came up, well, I, I don't want a long, I don't want an hour and a half smoke. I just want a shorty. Give me a shorty. You have a shorty. And he didn't even have any shorties. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, we don't have a shorty yet. And if that's the demand, then we want to have something that's going to be a variety mix of, you know, what's going to be the next one. If somebody doesn't want that kind of smoke, they want a 45 mm-hmm. minute, then boom, there you go. That was the birth of the number four. Right. And you that's know. with us too. Like we have the Toro to start for the Besa. And we kind of knew this going in, but that there's a huge demand for the shorter ones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that'll, you know, make it or break it. So we have a lot of people come into the lounges when we're hanging out and they'll be like, you know, oh yeah, well, I want a shorter one. So that's why we said, okay, our number two is definitely going to be, you know, a short Robusto, something that's going to be yep. a little more appealing to people that don't want to sit there, like you said, for an Absolutely. hour, hour and a half. So and you guys have a fantastic Robusto. I mean, that one is uh, probably one of my favorites that you guys have. And it's actually very, very similar in structure to our number five. Um, and that's a, that's a Rosado and it's exactly the same size. I think it's a, what is it? A 50, 50 gauge mm-hmm. by six, five inches. Yeah. Five, yours is five, five ours is four and a half, but it's, they're basically pretty same, close. Yeah. It's very close. And, and surprisingly, I, I thought that you guys had just more of a Dominican blend, but you actually have more Nicaraguan blend in that one. Which yeah. Is it's similar. Two thirds Nicaraguan actually. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell, you can tell because the Dominican, just every Dominican that I ever smoke, whether it's a Fuente or, um, any, any one of them, they're very earthy. Yeah. They have a very distinct earthy flavor taste to it. Um, and they're all kind of, to me, a little, a little bit more, um, you have to really desire that taste, mm-hmm. you know, not that it's good or bad or the best or the worst. It's just, you have to desire that earthy taste because that's what you started when you first started smoking and that's what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Nicaraguan, as you know, is just, it, it does add another, another layer of element to, you know, the, the profile is just way different. Mm-hmm. you know which i thought would be a nice mix and you guys have a nice one too that's that's i like it i enjoyed it no thank you yeah and yeah, th- you're right there's a lot of people that will strictly smoke nicaraguan or they'll strictly smoke dominican mm-hmm. because that's just what they like right. i mean we smoke uh you know a variety of different uh cigars from different origins but there's definitely people out there that they prefer nicaraguan yeah. or they prefer dominican exactly and that's okay yeah yeah no everybody has their own their own palate um, which is important, I think, to try different, different cigars. And, uh, the cool thing I like about our number four is that it, it is that 60 gauge. It's four inch 60 gauge. So, it, but it's a 45 minute smoke. And have you had one yet? Have you tried one? I have not. I'd love I'll, to try one right after this. So is that your first Hefe? <clears throat> I think so. I would say so. Yeah. How are you enjoying it? I love it so far. Yeah. I think more, more of a strong cigar guy. So the very beginning's very good so far. No, he's more of a Padron guy. That's it. That's all he smokes is Padron. Yeah, yeah we're Padron's trying to break him. Padron's a great smoke. Yeah. And you know, I can't smoke the Padrones because it knocks me on my ass. Yeah. How'd yeah. you like that Padron I gave you for your birthday? Yeah. That was uh, a sensational <laughs> smoke. Okay, so you did like he it. It wasn't like too much. four old fashions to get that one down. <laughs> it, it was kind of heavy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while, but um, I appreciate and thank you for the gift. Of course. But um, yeah, got to learn new things, you know. Oh, you got to try things. I hate but, that. Which one, did you, you, which one did you have? 
I think I gave him the 40, the, if I'm not mistaken. The one he, yeah, he tried nice. to make, get me ill. Honestly, I can't smoke that yeah. one. It, it makes me dizzy. Uh, yeah, they're, out, they're pretty strong. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Definitely a late night smoke. You have to have a full, you know, smoke it on a full belly. That's the number five of the day. You know, top it off, then you go to bed. Five a day? No, that's, the, well, I mean, Sergio well, yeah, has five, five Sergio to eight. Sergio does it. He does five Yeah, a I don't day. know how many cigars you guys smoke, but man, it becomes like this, I don't know, this habit that like every three hours you need to hold something and smoke something. You just keep them going. Well, that's what it is. You get so used to it. You yeah. Know, you just need to smoke it. And it's not like you're, you're not inhaling them. You just have this shit taste in your mouth for four days, but you're going to keep smoking <laughs> them anyway, so... You well, know. you know what it is. If you keep smoking it, you don't have the bad taste in your mouth. Exactly. It's only when you stop <laughs> so smoking. You stop smoking. That is the taste in your mouth, isn't it? I like yeah. the taste of shit. I'm going to keep smoking these. The, the, like, after, you know, the you, afterflow. Yeah, you can't be hungover if you're constantly drinking. So that's true. Well, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing. You got to stop sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere just before eight o'clock on a Monday, <laughs> get to work. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, the number five is not quite out yet um, that we have that's complimentary to y'all's. But um, I think in the next month, we'll have our boxes will be ready and we'll have those ready to be you know, sold to the retailers. And Yeah, and we've, we've noticed that, too, is the hardest part is getting the boxes in. You know, yeah. We'll have sticks in. We'll be ready you know, to push out a new stick. And you know, we're just waiting on boxes. Yeah, you know, to be able to ship them out. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, people that smoke cigars, they don't they don't ever think about the behind the scenes of how these things, the struggle. Like the struggle is real when it comes to having your own blend and and developing another blend and getting boxes made for those. And you know, it, it takes a lot of trial and error to make sure you're not wasting a lot of excess money on, you know, and there's a reason why some of the labels are very consistent with each other. And the only thing that's really changing is Maybe the smaller one of the color. Yep. Because things get really expensive really fast, and there's only so much margin in cigars. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's such a premium product. Everything's handmade. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people, too, they'll be like, oh, when's your next size coming out? It's like, we just dropped this one. Like, yeah, <laughs> give exactly. us a few months to work on it. Yeah. And then you got to get more dice cut for the bands, and you got to get new, you know, more boxes made, which could be three to six months. You don't know. Yeah. You know, so you have to order in bulk and who wants to order in bulk when it's very expensive? You don't know if you're going to move them. Mm -hmm. So there's a risk and you have to have a lot of faith to move that risk and believe in your product, which, you know, I think here at the table we all do. And uh, that's what keeps pushing forward. Yeah. I mean, e even with us, when we first started and I mean, even to now, it's like we have ideas that, you know, we have plenty of cigar ideas, blends that we have in mind that we want to try out and push out. But that that's the toughest part. It's just committing to that next one you know let's just say you know the next two or three blends before you even release that second one that third mm -hmm. one um just because of how much you have to buy to get the price down mm -hmm. uh, just so you could even break even on it exactly i mean it really is a volume game you know and in order to make any money in this industry you've got to have you know, and this kind of segues right into the next topic that I want to talk about. I, I didn't read what you have here, but, you know, you're hitting yeah. actually a lot of the questions like yeah. without us okay. asking them. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And I can't even read that because it's blurry to me. But, you know, when you when you start to develop your brand and then you really kind of put the boots on the ground to penetrate the market to get you think it's easy, but you'll get 10, 15 no's before you get a yes. Yeah, exactly. For somebody to carry them. And the yeah. reason why is because it's so saturated out there of a lot of cigars that have been around for a very long time. And I'm not going to name any brands, but man, 80% of the sticks out there just aren't really good. I agree. And the yeah. quality is just horrible. 
Yeah, and a lot know. of the big brands, uh, they've gone down in quality and just focused yeah, on, on marketing. Mass produced yeah. and machine rolled and, you know, the, it's just turn and burn. Yep, that's it. You know, the craftsmanship, you know, I kind of relate this to, you know, the Budweiser's of the world 15, 18 years ago before craft beer and the local the local craft beer was was really created and birthed to where, you know, there was such a demand for some change in the industry. Yep. And, you know, what I really noticed early on was our boutique brands that we're developing now are much like the, you know, the, the, the beers, the micro beers that came out 10, 12, 15 years ago to where there's such a huge market out there of people wanting to try different things. And we're on the, we're on the, the, the forefront of really trying to, you know, help change the industry and letting people try something that they've never tried before. They're, they're so used to that mainstream and a lot of it, and I hate to say it, is just a lot of bullshit out there. You know, so when you have something that's really, you take your time with it, it's hand rolled, it's aged properly, it's fermented properly, and you get it in somebody's hands that they don't know your brand at all. Like, who the heck is Hefe? Who, who is Besa? Okay, just another cigar. But you know what? It, it's different once they smoke it. Mm-hmm. And once you get that satisfaction from those kind of, those, those people that really know how to, know what to look for in cigars, mm-hmm. you know, we are the micro cigar capital i think right now in orlando and and florida in general like there's a lot of really good boutique brands and in order for us to really change the industry we have to stick together we have Mm -hmm. to boost each other up we have to make sure that we're promoting yours you're you're promoting ours because nobody really knows our brands until they see podcasts like this or they see more social media and eventually you'll start getting 30 50 we're in 58 stores now and and it takes time and dedication Mm-hmm. And unless you can really, unless you're like really wealthy going into it, you know, everybody is kind of like a side hustle until it gets to a certain point. And then, you know, you know, how do you get your brand known? You know, so for me and Sergio in the beginning, I was like, the only way to penetrate this market to get a brand recognition is to be the festival. You have to, we have to host the festival and get all the vendors to come to to our event and be the headliner of it. That way people know, okay, it's a, it's, it's a Bacardi event with, you know, 15, 20, 30 people, 30 vendors underneath them, but it's the headliner is what they really remember, you know? So when we really started to get into the festivals, it was really about that. It was brand penetration. Yeah. Getting your brand name out there, getting people to know what they're smoking or absolutely, even, even just recognition. Oh, wow. I saw Hefe through an event, you know, let's uh, now, and now I see their cigar in a store. Let me pick it up. Let me try yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. It's a chain reaction. And over time, just like any other kind of marketing ploy is, you know, you, you see it here, you see it there. All of a sudden, you know what? Oh, I'm going to pick one up and smoke it. And then you're going to smoke another one. Oh, they got a number two, a number three, you know, but, um, but it's about the experience, you know, when you're, when you're educating people on, on what we have and the, the true science behind it and giving them that experience of pairing the proper, the proper coffee or whiskey or, you know, giving the event with a lot of variety out there and entertaining them. That's really what people want. They do, they want to relax. They just want to get out there and and learn and try something new. And I think that's what we as a cigar boutique sh- are, are trying to, you know, emphasize amongst the people and our peers. You know, we want yeah. everybody to try them. Right. And like you were saying too, the struggle of getting into cigar shops and stuff, because a big part of owning a retail spot is, okay, is this going to sell? Yeah. So, you know, people going in trying to sell the cigars, that's the number one thing. You know, is this going to sell good in my shop? So that's why, too, we like to push, okay, I know our brand's not really known right now, but you got to try this cigar. Yeah. You know, that, that, and that'll speak for itself. Before we tell you all the, you know, all the fluff and everything about our story and everything, 
try the cigar yeah. so that you know it's really good. Exactly. And then we'll tell you more about it, you know, what our plans are, the backstory and everything like that. Yeah, but the, the dedication behind that, you have to do cut and lights, you have to do mm-hmm. micro events, you know, you have to show show up there with your tent and do a promotion with them and get another whiskey involved and do a pairing. And, you know, it's, it's a constant ongoing thing and you have to be really persistent and consistent with it because if you don't, it'll die on the vine. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to stay in front of it and always be inventive and creative and, you know, keep giving people what they want. And eventually, you know, they'll start right. taking yeah. to it. And I will say this on the boutique brand, uh, we really are the forefront of it. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really starting to see a lot of shops, uh, kind of push boutique brands and when i was in now Kansas they are City, yeah now they are and yeah they, you know it wasn't like that a year ago a year ago it wasn't but it's it's very recent and when i was in kansas the four shops i visited three out of four of them within a week of me being there probably one shop it was two days prior one shop it was four uh they added a boutique shelf in their humidor and it's exactly. literally just a right. section in their yeah. humidor where they have labeled boutique brands that's uh exactly right yeah small companies from around the nation um, and it, that's all I smoke. And those are getting I was more there. attention now, and they really are. Yeah, and they're you know even the shops are trying to push it. They're like, hey, you know these are some boutique brands. You should look at them. And you know a lot of like I went to one uh, one shop Ash Ash Cigars um, in Kansas, and you know they were really pushing boutique brands, and they were selling more of the boutiques than some of the big names, and they mm-hmm. were proud of it. How long and, has it been since you've been there? Ash uh, uh, Ash was I was there last week. Yeah, so I flew back in on Friday. And how many different know. varieties of boutiques did they have? So they only had uh, six, yeah, six different varieties, but they're looking okay. for more. So their yeah. boutique shelf was empty. And of course, I showed them Besa and, you and know, F-A of course, Hefe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our thing, no, kind, of, kind of similar to you guys, is once we get that in, and then especially shops like that that are looking for more, we're like, hey, well, we also know these guys. Yeah. yeah. We know their stuff's good. So you don't have to, you know, really vet them as much. These guys are good. Try exactly. their stuff. And it's a reciprocation, you know, I mean, uh, there's there's been times where I've, I've boasted some other boutique brands and got them into the stores that we have, but there was no reciprocation. It was just, you know, it was kind of like take, take, take. Yeah. But, you know, we have to be cognizant of the fact that we have to help each other. You mm-hmm. know, you, you give me a, one of your guys that you're in a retail and, you, you know, you get oh, us in there yeah. and we do the same. Oh, of yeah. course. And, and then, then before you we're know trying it, to play you know, catch up because it's like, yeah. you know, you guys have helped us a little bit. So we're like, <laughs> let's get into some shops that they're not in so we can kind of reciprocate yeah. that for you. And that's great. And we love that. Yeah. You know? and, that, and I think that's what it should be all about because we haven't I haven't seen that yet. And I'm so grateful for you guys to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, we're trying. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we're doing this in the meantime, too. We're trying to get your name yeah. out there. No, yeah. it's great. You know, I mean, and, and there's, you know, there's there's some different strategies that you can do, you know, align yourselves with some some online memberships. You know, like recently we had Pravada launch our, our number five and uh, it went out to 10,000 people. And just yesterday I got a call from uh, a cigar shop in Texas, Kinzel, and he's like, hey, uh, I tried your Hefe number five and the Pravada mail out, the monthly mail. I only do five, five cigars in their mail out. And man, I was blown away by that. And I never heard of your brand. I went to your social media. It seems like you have a really good following, a lot of content. And we, we want to carry them. Like, we want to carry them in our store. And I said, okay, well, uh, how many would you like? And he said, well, how many brand, how many different ones do you have? And I said, well, we have five. He's had, you have the number five. So we've got the one, two, three, four, and five. And our minimum order is, you know, I mean, we're, we're boutique, so we're not overly critical on, on the minimum. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, oh, sorry, you got over five boxes of each. And, you know, I need a you know, $5,000 order. 
um he's like you know what give me a box of each send them over and uh and i'll probably order three boxes of each the next time mm -hmm. yeah because i mean you know? especially if the cigar is good and they sell then mm -hmm. they'll have no problem buying more right right yeah exactly i mean i you know i was in i was in jacksonville at aroma you ever been to aromas in jacksonville yeah. i know you have yeah. okay so I was there on uh, my main job. My main business is insurance. I own an insurance agency and I was there doing some insurance and midday I had like a three hour break. So I just pop in aroma to, you know, have a cigar and I just happened to have a box of Hefe's with me. And I was the only one in there besides the bartender and a manager. And I get a drink, a coffee. And then the, you know, the manager comes up. He's like, what are you smoking over there? And I said, this is, this is a Hefe number one. And he goes, what is that? I've never heard of that before. And I gave him one. I didn't tell him that I own the brand. Yeah, I was going to say, some guy gave it to me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and he comes back over um, like 20 minutes later and he goes, where can I get some more of those? Because I really enjoy that cigar. And I said, well, I, I, I own the company and I have as many as you want. You know, how many do you need? And he brought the owner over and the owner came over and it was on, on a Wednesday and he goes, you know, we had a, a cigar vendor coming that canceled on us tonight. And we have a huge steak night uh, every Wednesday night. And I don't know if you've ever been to the steak night there, but they have a barbecue that's like 12 to 15 feet long and it's shaped as a cigar. <laughs> so if you're looking at it from the road and they're burning these steaks in there, it's smoking from the tip and it lights up like an ash. That's awesome. And everybody that's from amazing. the road yeah. sees it. And it's like every Wednesday night, these guys absolutely crush it. Three, 400 people. So they do like a $50 steak night. You get a, you get a steak, you get a cigar, you get a, you get a whiskey. And then, but they're there from like six until two in the morning. And obviously they're, they're going from one whiskey to six whiskeys and they just absolutely crush it. He goes, can you stay? Do you have enough supply in your car to be able to host and, and introduce Hefe? And I, I had like, I don't know, like five boxes of each in my trunk. And I was like, you know what? I called the wife. I said, hey, do you mind if I stay in Jacksonville and do this event? The owner invited me to stay. She's like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I did. And we wound up selling out of all the boxes that night. That's awesome. Everybody in the awesome. cigar bar That's was awesome. smoking. And then the, the owner comes up to me at the end. He's like, man, he goes, I don't know. I don't know what people are. You know, they, I love the cigar, but everybody in here is smoking the Hefe. So we want to reorder and place an order at least every two weeks. And they're, they're our biggest account. Mm -hmm. And they've done such a great job with, you know, making sure that the boutique guy is getting at least an equal advantage. Yeah. I mean, he literally put me right in the humidor, right? And people walk in and, and displayed everything. And he's like, this is your chance to shine. Right. And I sold uh, everybody that walked in. I was like, Hefe, Hefe, Hefe. And then I had the staff coming in. Everybody's supporting it. You know, the bartenders are, were supporting it. So it was like, okay, this is this is how it should work. Right. And it's great. Like what yeah. we noticed too is like you never know who you're going to meet, mm -hmm. you know, when you're just hanging out and, you know, instances like that. And especially when the owners or the people that are working there, when they push your stuff. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, if they're pushing your stuff, they're making money too. Yeah. You have to make, you have to befriend the, the, the waitresses, the waiters, the bartenders, the management. Once you get them on your side and they smoke your cigars and like them, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I went to a place called Outlaw in Kansas City. The guy has three locations. It's a beautiful store. And yeah, I was talking to the staff, to the guy who runs the humidor, to the bartenders. And, you know, mm -hmm. everyone just like talking. And, you know, I love to talk. So we're just having a great time. I'm handing out bases everywhere. And the guy in the humidor and you don't realize you got to hand out a shitload of cigars. You, you really it's, do. There's a I big mean, giveaway there. Yeah. You got to keep giving them away. Yeah. Keep giving because that's how you get your name. It'll out. come and back to you. It will. Yeah. And uh, just 
the guy in the humidor ended up being from Florida. Uh, he who ran the humidor ended up being from Florida, gave me some contact information for places in Miami. He's like, hey, if you mention my name, you know, just let them know I sent you and mm-hmm. they'll take care of you. And then same thing. The guy right next to me that was at the bar, he was just listening to everything I'm talking about. And he ended up being uh, a great contact, you know, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave me his best friend, lifelong friend in Texas. Um, he owns a cigar shop called The Good Cigar. And he's like, yeah, he's like, if you. Great name. It's a great name. I mean, it's a good cigar. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, if you mention my name, he's like, I'll help you get in there. And lo and behold, I found out uh, he's retired, but he's getting into the whiskey industry. And he's coming out with a whiskey in uh, a week now. A week now, he'd be pushing out whiskey called Holy Grail. Oh, and wow. I'm telling him, I'm like, you know, for base. I want to try that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean. Save I, your soul, Timmy. The <laughs> Holy Grail in you. So, for Besa, it's a great pairing. Um, I haven't tasted it yet. Of course, I got to taste it, smoke it together. But uh, just the brand name of it is great for Besa because Skenderbeg, uh, the man who's on our, you know, cigar label, he was pushing to keep Catholicism back in Albania. That's one oh, of wow. his big things. Yeah, because the Ottoman Empire was converting everyone to Islam. So I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, it'd be great if we get Holy Grail and base it together. And he's like, he's like, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. He's like, I was listening to everything you were talking about. And he's like, I didn't know you were the owner. As soon as you said you were the owner, I'm like, I'm like, wow, this guy is from Orlando. Mm-hmm. He's in Kansas. He's pushing his own cigar. He's like, he really cares about his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't trust anyone you know, to push for them, you know, because it's different when you hire someone to push your cigar for you versus if you're doing it yourself because you truly, yeah, because you truly believe in it. You're really trying to get it out there. And he's like, as soon as you mentioned you're the owner, he's like, he's like, I knew I'd like you. And I knew that like we could do business together. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he was a great man to talk to. I ended up talking to him for a So you're doing a pairing with with the Holy Grail and. Yeah, Yeah. So he's coming out in a week or so. And, um, you know, I so I'm gonna contact him tomorrow just to get everything solidified. Yeah, that's and awesome. yeah, contact his friend too in Dallas uh, with the uh, yeah. cigar shop, and he's like, yeah, and, and you have to be multi-state. I you mean, have to. You, you, you have, have to because you know the, the 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 local markets here. Everybody is so territorial, and it's like the Godfather. You know, you can't. It's like you know stepping on eggshells all the time, and nobody wants to give you that chance. It seems yeah. like on a local level, but man. There's a big wide world out there mm-hmm. and people want to, they want to smoke different ones. And when they get them, they love them. They just haven't been exposed to them because the boutiques are coming on strong, but yep. they're still new. Right. I mean, especially in Florida, besides the whole territorial thing, there is such a huge market of cigars in Florida in general. So there's yeah. so many different varieties, but if you can go to the other states where it's not as common, there's not too many brands there yet. That's where you can get some right. money there. And yeah. what, what is the Holy Grail? Is that a bourbon or is that scotch? Uh, it's going to be similar to like a four roses, okay. you know, like a small batch sort of thing. Um, a little sweeter but, bourbon. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Sweeter bourbon. Um, I haven't tasted it personally, but he said it tastes very good. And, you know, I told him like, I'm gonna contact you for a bottle. I'm like, I'm yes. willing to pay for it. And he's like, he's like, no, no, he's like, I'm gonna ship one out to you. Boom. I'm like, just, he's like, just text me, you so know, like a straight like, bourbon or aged or, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's a uh, barrel aged yet yeah, for I don't know how many years. Yeah, he was yeah. just he was kind of just touching on the subject, okay. you know, because he's getting everything That's solidified. Cool. But yeah, it. I mean, he told me he's like, yeah, I got distributors already. He's like, I'm going to be in, you know, 50 something stores. 
And I'm I like, mean, that's amazing. Once you get to that level, I mean, you, you, it takes years to get that developed. So, you know, you have to have that distribution lined up. Yeah. So he had the distribution lined up and he loves cigars and he loves whiskey. Um, and we have very similar palettes. You know, his go to was Basil Hayden, you know, any bar goes to. Yeah. And that's my go to. Yeah. So as soon as I, as soon as I saw him order Basil Hayden, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could tell we have the same palette. He's like, why? And I'm like, you ordered Basil Hayden. You're smoking a cigar that I like. And, you know, so I gave him a base. Of course, I gave actually I gave him like two or three. Give him a box. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I had a spare box to give him, I would have. <laughs> and, and when are we going to this pairing? Yeah. Where, when is this? Where, where is we'll this? let you know. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as I get that bottle, okay. you know, yeah, we'll definitely let you guys know. I guess we'll be we'll hosting pair. it because, you know, he's in Kansas. So when he sends us the bottle, we'll do Perfect. a little event. Well, he, he actually lives in Texas. So okay. and one thing I told him, he's like, yeah, you could ship over a box to my buddy. And, you know, I'll sit over there and talk to him about it. And I'm like, listen. Because of you and because how cool you are, I know your buddy's going to be cool. Mm. And if I'm sending him a box, I'm flying out there to meet him. Absolutely. And then he's like, he's like, wow, he's like, that's amazing. You know, or you can fly him here and bring yeah. him on the pod. That's exactly. Pairing live. You know? well, that's what I thought we were going to do. Yeah. yeah. Right bring here. bring a case of the Holy Grail. Do the yeah. podcast. Exactly. Fly him out here. Yeah. We'll have him stay, you know, either in his extra room or in the Westin <laughs> over there. But yeah, I mean, Either that would way, be amazing. He's probably charging 200 here, so he's cheaper at the Western. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a van at the front. There's a van. A cot in the that's back. Too. Yeah, that's actually the extra, extra room, you know, in the back of the van. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice van. It's one that, you know, it, it's, it's an very executive cultural. office. Yeah, it's yeah. very cultural. <laughs> but, and I mean, back to the, the culture. So cigars are so flooded over here in Florida a little bit. And that's why you have to be, you yeah. know, in, in a lot of different states, you have to get your name out there. Um, but in, in Kansas, it was just the culture was amazing and it was up and coming. So I found out that Outlaw Cigars was like the first, you know, cigar company. Very cool. You name. know, in the oh, it's, it's a beautiful place. I have videos I can show you after. Uh, but it's a beautiful place. Let's take this picture real quick. So, so all y'all telling me that this is a southern thing, or is this, you know, like you mentioned, it's not all the way across the United States? Well, yeah, so, so like the East Coast specifically, the market's huge on the East Coast for cigars. Okay. And then, you know, it kind of goes out, you know, to the West, obviously. It's just not as popular out in the West. And, and plus, a lot of regulations are what limit it, too. Yeah, you know, especially California. Yeah, California, places like New York, the taxes are so great. Crazy. Yes. In California, in New York, New York yep. Sydney. Yeah, I mean, they're pushing Sign. that yeah. 95% tax for yeah, cigars you know, in New York. A friend of mine lives in New York, and I sent him a box of Hefe's. And the tax there, are, they're absolutely off, the, off out of the freaking orbit right now. You can't buy a cigar for under $25. That's a piece of crap. So the good ones are going for 35, 40, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, much like yeah. Australia. Yeah, 50, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when we ne- went to New York previously, we went to this little cigar shop. It was actually kind of a bar cigar mm-hmm. sort of thing. I mean, their house blends, which are probably like, you know, short filler, whatever, mm-hmm. they're like 18 bucks. Exactly. And we all tried them, you know, us and then his cousins that weren't really cigar smokers, we were all were like, you know, this is trash. And they're charging 18 bucks for it. Yeah. So it's just crazy up there. Oh yeah. yeah, you know one thing. One thing about regulations, though, is people always find a way around it. And one thing we realized uh, with a cigar shop we went to in New York was they're based they're based out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, you know, just so they could get out of those taxes. And there's a lot of weird laws in New York where the company's based in Pennsylvania or yes. any other state, but they're selling in New York. They could use. The Pennsylvania tax, the condo, yeah, you know, yeah. Delaware so. comes to mind. There you go. Yeah, Delaware. I was just about to say that yeah. every tech company. I've learned a little bit while I've been here. Yeah, <laughs> anything goes in Delaware. Yeah, obviously. 
So that that luckily in New York, that's what they've been starting to do, and the cigar industry has just been booming. Uh, just because all these small shops have an even smaller shop, you know, in another state, and then their main focus is in New York, but mm-hmm. all their product comes from there. Yeah, that's smart. Very smart. And so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, last, you know, topic and what are what is your recommendations for people that are getting into cigars they want to try new stuff what should they look for um you know kind of tips to get into smoking cigars so somebody new coming in wanting to try cigars you know i've always said that cigar lounges would do a lot better if they were more welcoming to where people aren't intimidated going in because it can be very intimidating going in to get a cigar when you have a bunch of cigar smokers. You got a novice guy walking in. He doesn't know anything, but everybody's in there smoking whatever. And then the, the, the people that are helping, you know, pick out the cigars, they're, they, they need to be more welcoming to educate them, profiling them in, in the beginning. You know, I, I, I haven't seen you here before. Can I help you? Are you new to cigar smoking? You know, are you, have you been around? You know, let me show you some cigars that I would recommend. Um, so, you know, you have to, I guess if I'm trying to pinpoint what you're asking, somebody that is getting into cigars, they need to start something mild. You know, maybe it's a flavor in the beginning. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm not opposed to the flavors and a, and a lot of women do smart, smoke, smoke the flavored ones in the beginning because it's kind of like a segue to get to that next level. So if you have a flavored one, give it a chance have a few, and then go to a, a real mild Connecticut. Make sure it's not a Hefe number one because that is not the mild. But, you know, start start with a, a very mild cigar. Let your palate kind of acclimate to that. And then, you know, over time, graduate to, to another one and try a variety of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the number two would be great to get into because it's a little lighter body, but it yeah. has a lot of good flavor. Exactly. And and don't be afraid to walk in and, and ask somebody, say, look, I'm new, I'm new to this, so please educate me, tell me, show me, show me the way, you know, because I think people are just really intimidated overall to, to ask those questions. Yeah. And I, I mean, we're, you know, avid cigar smokers ourselves and we still go in and ask people, Hey, yeah. you know, what flavor, what new stuff do you have and what flavor profiles are they? Just so we know what we're getting into and to a new smoker, you know, might be a little, uh, a little too much. They might not understand all the different flavors of it, but it's, I don't care how many cigars you've smoked. It's always great to walk in to ask people mm-hmm. and just be friends with them. I yeah. mean, that's I think part of the cigar industry is just being friends with all these new people. And, right. you know, people don't realize it's such an amazing uh, community culture. Most people that smoke cigars are, are, are they're there to enjoy themselves, have a, good, have a good time, network, get to know each other on just a personal level and just keep it casual. You know, I mean, that, that's really what it's all about is just. You don't want to be uh, the guy that walks in and just ex- the expectation, you know, just relax. You know, you're going into a relaxed environment. So just be relaxed. Yeah, a bit and, like and a Friday, Saturday night church. Yeah, you know? yeah, there you go. It's a bit of a congregation. You mm-hmm. know? That's exactly Everyone's what it is. Everyone's very welcoming, you know. Yeah. Treat each other with love. That's uh, right. Show them the way, you know, whether it's a drink to pair with a cigar. Um, and I think that's that's what I found in a couple of lounges here because I'm a new guy. I, I didn't know what a straight cut was, what a V cut was. Yeah, you know they're talking about different wrappers, fillers, all that sort of thing. That's true. How it smokes halfway, well a third, and then it changes flavor, and then another third, you know, and then different on the end. And that's what I love about Hefe's. And I got spoiled because this was kind of my introduction. 
Um, and then I have gone off on that tangent of trying to try something else when Scott doesn't show up. Um, <laughs> and then, and then once, you're, and then you're always disappointed. And you're then, always disappointed. I, I bought a cigar the other day and it started unraveling. Well, you know, I thought, did I cut it too, you know, too far up? You know, I checked that. No. You know, what am I doing wrong here? And then I just realized that, yeah, there's a very broad difference in, in, in quality of cigars. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and and I th- and back on the boutique stuff, I think that's what's great about you know Hefe, Besa, you know everything that we're putting out. Mm-hmm. I feel like our number one, uh, you know, critique on when we were choosing our cigar to put out was we want the construction to be great. We wanted the flavor to be great. We had so much expectations on our cigars that we first released that mm-hmm. you know because we don't want to disappoint. We don't want a new cigar smoker or even an experienced cigar smoker to come out. Mm-hmm. And to be like, oh, wow, you know, the cigar's unraveling. It's ashing all over my clothes. It's, you yeah. know, the flavor is terrible or the first quarter was terrible, but then it got a little better. Should I smoke it again? It's like, no, we, you know, both of us, you know, we have the same uh, like ideology and how we want that perfect cigar throughout the process. Right. For the record, I've never had a Besa or an El Jefe ever unwrap on it, me. There's so. no L. Yeah, it's just Jefe. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that the first oh. time, too. I was going to correct <laughs> That's okay. it. Yeah. Don't worry. Everybody does it. Yeah, I started noticing that more. Some people say El Jefe, but... Yeah. So just, how is how is El Jefe? No, I'm sure. <laughs> that's a cigar lounge in Georgia. Highly recommend. Go there and enjoy a cigar, you know, but that's that's the only El Jefe that I know of. And uh, But yeah, I mean, Jefe is... If you don't know, Jefe means boss in Spanish and, you know, probably the only gringos that, that have a Spanish name for a cigar, but that's okay, you know. You want to feel like it's not about being the boss, it's it's about the journey of, of being in control of your own, you know, your own destiny of learning the craft, learning the trade and, and exploring a lot of other cigars. You know, so that's that's kind of like the mantra of Hefe. It is a boss cigar, though. It is a boss cigar. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to wrap it up here, though. Yeah. I want to thank Scott and Tim, both of you for being here. Very well. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Cigar Guys. We appreciate your support. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. And check the bio or check the description. We'll have links to Hefe Cigars and all their stuff in there as well. But thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Yeah. Thanks again. Okay. Appreciate it, guys. See ya. Yeah.